Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Game Nice Try. You see what I did there? I came in with a lot of energy, and now it can only go downhill. I uh, am one of your co-hosts, Blay, and I'm joined, as always, by my better half. Oh, Sonia Reed. Hey, Sonia, what's up? Hello. I don't think think you've ever said better half. I say better, but also half. So I am the other half, which is dragging you down. Oh, it all balances out. It all balances out. (laughs) You're gasping for air, and I am the concrete block dragging you down to the bottom of the video game ocean. As it should be. On that note, yeah, how have you been? What's new? (laughs) Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been playing a game lately that it's gotten into my head oh it's ruining my life i'm gonna be quite honest (laughs) that's extreme (laughs) um in what way extreme but not inaccurate it's a game it's kind of old have you heard of the game called prey oh i think so p-r-e-y as opposed to like mc hammer we got a prey just to make it today (laughs) on twitch i'm streaming bioshock playing through all of them, and I'm in the middle of Bioshock 2, everyone starts telling me, oh, you gotta play Prey. So I start playing Prey. Right. It's amazing, but I absolutely hate every second of it. (gasps) What? It's a game where you're in a space station, and there are aliens loose on the space station that can turn into any object. And it is so scary. So you're reaching, like, you're walking through like a nice little office. There's mahogany paneling. Oh, there's a little radio playing some music. Oh, I'm going to reach to turn on the lamp. <laughs> nope, it's an alien. <laughs> I hate it. It's ruined my life. Oh my I've had God. bad dreams about it. I have problems touching things in my apartment because I'm afraid now there's going to be aliens in my apartment. Anyway, how are you? What are you playing? Well, I finally beat Cyberpunk. Whoa! Yes. It was like three o'clock in the morning. I just wanted to power through it. I'm like peeling my eyes open. Man, it really hit me emotionally. It was like an emotional punch in the face. They really make (laughs) you feel the weight of your choice uh, with the ending path I went down. And God, I had like an audible out loud. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're saying CD Projekt Red stuck the landing. Well, listen, I've got more I want to play. Okay. Bugs aside and everything else, I would say it's still definitely worth playing. I love the look, the feel. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's a lot of hullabaloo made of the bugs, but yeah, it's still, the story is great. Yeah, 100%. I feel like if you're able to hang on for next gen, it's a thousand percent worth putting in. I think I've put in at this point almost 40 hours. Wow. I'm like getting up there, (laughs) but it's definitely, definitely worth waiting for. Heck yeah. Well, we don't have any time to waste today. We got a great guest. He is a friend of mine. uh, And I can honestly say he is like the sweetest person ever. He was such a treat. I think maybe he's just your new co-host. Honestly, I'm going to pitch for that. Um, (laughs) You might know him uh, from playing Tyler Down on the hit Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why. And he starred along Tom Flippin' Hanks in Greyhound which is incredible. Um, he's an avid gamer. He streams on Twitch pretty often. So check him out at twitch.tv slash Devin Druid. He's got a sick setup. Go give him some love on Twitch and enjoy our interview with Devin Druid. Hey, 
It's so nice to actually get a chance to hang out because I literally just missed you. I know. See, Sonia, you and I met each other how many years ago? Like four years ago now through Ross? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think we were playing uh, games at a mutual friend's house. And yeah, yeah, we kind of like just became social media friends in a way. And then through that, I saw that you're super into games. You're super into cars. Yeah, and then we hung out at E3 for a little bit. Yes. Yeah, we did that that one, uh, I think it was the Black Ops 3 event or the Black Ops 4 thing. Oh, that was really yeah. cool. Oh my God, I totally forgot about that. What was, what was the that Black was Ops 3 and 4 event? It was just like their reveal event that they did um, where like they, you know, you could go and like see like the world revealed trailer and like get hands on like first experience of the game, which is like super cool for me because I'm like a big COD nerd. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, hashtag COD nerd. What's up? Pretty much. That's I yeah. That. I mean, that was one of the first games that I took like, like really seriously competitively and like put, put a lot of hours into. Um, specifically, like the Black Ops series because I I liked Treyarch's game design a little bit more. It suited like the way that I like to play games better. But mm-hmm. interesting. When you was that when you first picked up Black Ops, you were like, oh, I'm gonna be into this. Or was yeah, it- so. I think the first time was, um, I think when Black Ops was out, like I was like, didn't have any money at the time and I didn't have any consoles. I had like a Wii, but I would go over to my friend's house and he had a PS3 and we would play Black Ops Zombies. We'd play on Kena Der Toten and it was like, I thought it was so cool. And then um, managed to convince my mom to buy us an Xbox 360. (laughs) If I like got good grades throughout the year, and Aww. so we yeah, so we got Love like it. the the R two D two Xbox three sixty that like yes. you turn it on and it would do the R two noises, um, and this was like when Modern Warfare three was out, but I just stuck to Black Ops and just played zombies, and then that, this was like three months before Black Ops two dropped, so like I got to go to like the midnight release at GameStop for Black Ops two, and I just like. Prestige Master Doll, I got like diamond camel and everything and like just Oof. did all my Easter eggs for Black Ops 2. Yeah, I was like, I was really into that. I mean, that- first off, don't you miss midnight releases? Yes. Isn't that such a gem that is? it feels almost lost? Because I remember camping out for like, you know, it was Halo 3 or Halo 2 or something. I remember being at GameStop like 11 p.m. waiting for them to open up at 6 a.m. to like, <laughs> oh my God. you know, I miss that. Yeah, and you could go actually because they would do it was basically Thursday night because they would release midnight on a Friday, usually. Or like mm-hmm. I think I think Call of Duty would release on Tuesdays for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, go on like the night before, and they would give you you'd get the game, and they'd give you like the special poster that also came yes. with it. I had a couple posters framed because I thought I was cool. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it is a lot like a band, like waiting out overnight for tickets for a band. It really is. Yeah. Did you guys really do it is. enough where you had like, all right, I got to bring my snacks, I got to bring my chair, like what? Because people have different setups. People get very intense about oh, yeah. uh, game releases. They're, they do it real differently in Canada. Oh, Everyone, really? I, yeah, I remember staying out. You have at, your bagged milk? Yes, we all <laughs> we stock up on bagged milk and Timbits. It's good. It's a good night. But actually, though, somebody brought a couch once. And I'll never oh forget God. that. Someone That's rolled up with a couch in their truck and they unloaded it. And they had it at the beginning and they brought a little TV with a generator and they were straight up just playing games in line. And then people brought coffee and Timbits and uh, it was a whole thing. People went hard. That's wow. insane. I missed that. Yeah, right. no, my local GameStop growing up in Virginia, there would only be like maybe five people that showed up for midnight release. So <laughs> a little different vibe. I got pretty lucky. I would like, you know, go over early, get my five guys next door, and then go to the <laughs> go to the GameStop and be like, all right, I'm picking up my hey Call Carl, of Duty. I'm one of those up? guys. Yeah, another game release. Good to Same see crew. you. Same crew. Yeah. Yes, wow, sir. Hi, how are you? Yep. That's awesome. But on the other hand, Easier to get the poster if it's only four other people, five other people. That's against. true. Yeah, they had these sick posters. Uh, Treyarch for their like Black Ops release, they had these sick posters that like one side was like multiplayer and then the other side was zombies. And it was all cool. And I'd always have the zombies one flipped because I was like, yeah, yeah, dude, this zombies is edgy all day, all day, zombies all day. Have you, have you, any of you guys gotten to play the new zombies on Cold War? Years of blood. Haven't yet. Although you've been playing it a bunch, right? 
I've been playing it so much. I just love the zombie storyline and I love like seeing that they're doing something new with it this year and kind of like adding all these new different like multiplayer slash Warzone features into it, which like maybe on first glance you wouldn't think would work, but it's actually like so convenient and helpful. And uh, yeah, I, I think that they killed zombies this year. It's it's awesome. I did the Easter egg like two days after release and um, it's a lot of fun. It's fun to grind out. There's like a lot of incentive to replay the maps and to like level things up and your level progression carries over through game modes and across That's games awesome. and doors and which is cool. And That's awesome. Hey, you've been uh, streaming it a lot, right? I have. I try and do like three times a week. It's a way that I feel comfortable getting to know like the, the fan base that you know, seems to flow in my area because I'm like yeah. very, I'm a very anxious person. And so I don't really feel super comfortable like DMing people or whatever, but we've like made our own discord server, like for the, oh, you know, the, the Twitch viewers and stuff like that. Awesome. We've been doing this fun thing where um, you can redeem channel points to get me to wear different onesies on stream. <laughs> um, so I Dude, literally have great. like, yeah, this word. I have two currently. It's a Spider-Man onesie that my friend Tim got me, and I have this blue Care Bear onesie that seems to be the most popular. <laughs> Except I had this room that I stream in. I had this room built for music production, so it's super insulated. Uh -huh. And I live in Los Angeles, so it's warm anyway. So I just end up sweating <laughs> profusely when I'm in this thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. It's so funny that yeah. you, you say that you're anxious because I would never be able to tell. Really? I would never be able to guess. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. How did you decide to first start streaming? It's just fun, you know, if I'm playing the games anyways, might as well use it as like an opportunity to connect with people and, you know, build a community. And I think that's one of like the coolest parts about games is like the fact that people are, are so connected through it. I mean, I remember when I was when I really started playing Call of Duty, I started homeschooling then because I was acting. So I was homeschooling. And uh, so I didn't have many friends, but all my friends ended up being people from all around the world, like through Call of Duty. And we would, you know, be in like Skype group chats together and just talk and just, you know, ended up making like some of my best friends there. Like one of my one of my best friends, Taylor, I've known him since I was 16 and he had invited me to his wedding in Canada. Oh, He's like from oh. Toronto. Um, I, love that. I had a, yeah, I, have a, I had a friend named Sam that I was really close to and he lived in Massachusetts and I ended up like filming an HBO miniseries in Massachusetts and I got to like see him and hang out with him and I had another friend who lived up in Canada that actually comes down to LA pretty frequently and like I got to like meet him and hang out with him down here and it's just like I think it's really cool and it's also like it's so different from what I grew up with when everybody was like you know be careful who you're talking to on the internet, which obviously you still should, but it's just like, <laughs> it's a different culture than what I think I was anticipating growing up. I mean, there's obviously, you still have to be so safe and so careful and uh, especially if you're like underage and, you know, a child, obviously, like yeah. bring your parents <laughs> in on this stuff, but. A trusted yeah. adult. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. It's just so cool. You know, it's mm -hmm. like it's in, and it's something that there is literally something for everyone within video games. I could probably find a game that my grandpa would love, you know? Yeah. What would yeah. you recommend to your grandpa? I would probably my grandpa loves like doing the crosswords in the newspapers. So I'd probably oh. recommend like something like just something easy straight up like 2048 is like a great like puzzle numbers game. Yeah. I find myself addicted to it on my phone or just just yeah, puzzle games like that. And then once he kind of gets into it and starts to understand it, my grandpa's learning Instagram right now. Ooh. He, yeah, it. he replied to one of my stories for the first time the other day with the thumbs up emote. And I was yes. like, hey, I You're miss like, yes, you. Grandpa. Like, I'm proud of you for learning Instagram. And then he replied to another one. He said, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like me either, honestly. <laughs> and he's got great comedic timing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Masterforce Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Masterforce tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. How would you describe a young Devin Drew? Oh, like man. you just did this giant show. Yeah. But when you're first starting out, you know, Virginia, how would you describe yourself back in the day? Man, dude, it's actually a funny story. So the day that I got the call that I had booked the role in 13 Reasons Why, it was the midnight release of Overwatch. And I wanted to get it so bad, but I was at the point where like my mom's a single mother, you know, we we don't really we were a very low income family and I it, I wasn't able to just drop 60 bucks on like a game. And, you know, so I had like called my mom because I think she was out of town taking my brother for an audition somewhere. And I was like, hey, like there's this midnight release of this game. I really want it. Is there any way that I could get it so that I could like start grinding tonight? And she was like, we can't. We just don't have the money right now. And I was like, understandable. However, if I book this TV show, do you think like I could go ahead and like get this game? And she's just, yeah. What? Like if if you if book, book the giant Netflix show. show, you can buy the $60 game. I was like, okay, chill. And so then I like, it must have been around like, I don't know, maybe 10 o'clock at night. And this is like, this is a couple weeks after I've already like signed the start paperwork because they make you sign start paperwork once they start narrowing it down just to like lock you down in case. Exciting. Um, and then I got the call from my agent. They were like, yeah, they, they've got an offer for the part. And I was like, oh my God, awesome. You're like, Overwatch time, baby. Well, so I literally called my mom. I went, mom, mom, I booked it. She goes, my mom starts freaking out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get the game now? <laughs> Move and she's like, save to later into sure. cart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And then I went on my I went on my PS4 into the store and I yes. I downloaded Overwatch and I played it in midnight release that night. I logged in uh. as Tracer for the first time. I had no idea what I was doing and oh, so started th- tossing I, I, pulse bombs around. Yes. <laughs> I wanted to ask who's your who's your main? Like who do you go to in Overwatch? Oh man. Well, these days I, I haven't played it in a little bit, but I um I really enjoy playing a lot of Junkrat. I love Farah. Yes. Hanzo, yeah. um, my brother Aiden. I think you might have met my little brother. He he plays more on console. I play mo- more on PC. But he is one of the best like console Widowmakers I've ever seen. Like he, <laughs> yeah, on the joysticks, he's just so accurate, and he's just popping kids off, and everybody gets really mad at him. Crazy. Yeah, he's like seventeen. He's crazy good at it. And we went to a couple of the like OWL matches in oh, Burbank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which were, which were super awesome. And so my brother was like a big Gladiators fan and we got to get like some LA Gladiators Overwatch jerseys like with our like Battle.net names on the back and our own numbers. That's so cool. Yeah, that's my, that's one of the reasons I think Overwatch is like always going to have like a really cool tie to my life and like I'm always going to have like a special thing for Overwatch. And you hit upon something which I think like I definitely feel in my life as well. And I know, Sonia, you feel the same way, but like games to me in my life, aren't just games. It's kind of disingenuous to say like, oh, video games, because they are pieces that have made up the tapestry of my life. Like I remember coming home from school and like having a bad day and playing, you know, like Doom or playing, you know, Super Mario 64 or something and to just like as an escape. I mean, did you, when you were growing up, did you use video games as an escape or a coping mechanism uh, to kind of, you know, uh, deal with the real world. Oh, yeah. Like I was saying earlier, you know, I was homeschooling. So it was like, yeah, you know, my Xbox wasn't just the box with where my games where I'm lazy and I sit down and I put 20 hours, you know, in a day on this thing and I'm just wasting my life away. It was like my social crutch at the time, you know, yeah, that was my social interaction. That was like that was where like a majority of the content I was consuming at the time was made it was like it was more of a community and more of like a a social point of my life and so like I remember one time my mom got like pissed at me because I was up really late playing games and so she like takes my xbox away and I remember like like being really upset about it and then it kind of made me go back you know those viral videos of like the parents like run over their kids xboxes and the x the kids are like freaking out and we're all like oh that's so funny ah like they're what nerds but then it, I was like, wait, that's actually really sad because like if you're this emotional over it, 
it has to like you have to have some attachment to it for reasons other than just being super into a game like it probably like the, all your friends are on there your life is on there mm-hmm. and it just kind of made me like yeah i don't know empathize a little bit more with that i just remember my mom literally threw my xbox one time wait what yeah, she like threw it one time. Not like she didn't like hold it over her head and like chug it. She like dropped it on the floor. Did it break? No. Oh, okay. Those oh, it's old, durable. It's durable. Yeah, the 360 Slims, man. Those things Ooh. were, they were beefy. They can take a beating. Okay. <laughs> I still have it. I have it. It's got like the monster sticker on the side that I put on it because I was 16 ah, yes. and thought I was edgy. Yes. Um. Yeah. I mean, but like I could go back in my memories and like you know first games that I that I remember playing we probably Crash Bandicoot on the PS One. Oh yeah. Nice. When my mom was pregnant with my uh, my little brother and sister, they twins, and she was on bed rest. And my mom got super into SSX Tricky, um, which Sonia, I saw you were you yes. posted a tweet today, literally about it, and I was like, what a coincidence! Uh, um, yeah, that's one of those games that was definitely um, it, it is like a timestamp of an era for me. It absolutely. is for sure because I played the shit out of SSX and out of SSX Tricky and on tour. <laughs> it was so good. Great it was so games. good. Yeah. And then from there, like, kind of moved up to, uh, I was really big into the Tony Hawk games for a little bit, but, like, I, I probably put most of my time in, like, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland and uh, Project 8. I remember one of one of my birthdays, my mom got me the Tony Hawk's Project 8 that came with, like, the birdhouse deck with the, like, Tony Hawk signature on the bottom. Yes! So and I was, like... <laughs> I was big into skateboarding at the time too, so I would like play those games to unlock the skate videos that were in it. Oh. And then like I took that board and like I put grip tape on it and I skated the hell out of it. It was so yes. sick. Yes, and it has such a good soundtrack. I was I was thinking of it earlier too, like SSX. It's so good. The soundtrack oh, was so yeah. good. Tony Hawk the soundtrack was so good. I remember being so geeked out because on the American Wasteland soundtrack there is a uh, My Chemical Romance song. But I was like a huge like emo kid, like MCR fan. And uh, yeah, getting to like jam out to some MCR like while playing this game was like the coolest thing. Oh my God, the hours I poured into Tony Hawk. So just, many. And yeah. it's it's crazy too because I have like such an emotional connection to games, much like I do with like comic book characters. Oh man. And I know you're a huge Spider-Man fan, right? I well yeah I'm a big comic book fan too. Yeah. Remind me when we're done here. I got to show you. I I got to meet Jim Lee and he like he drew a little oh. Batman photo from me. Oh, very so cool. cool. Oh, amazing, yeah. amazing. I'm so yeah, jealous. but yeah, no, I'm yeah the same same for me. I kind of like have these like emotional connections to like these fictional worlds and like I spent so much time on the the Spider-Man PS4 game. I lit- that was probably one of the first single player games in a long time I've played through the story mode like 3 times because yeah. it was just enjoyable, you know? It had that that great like Arkham style combat, but it yes. I feel like that Arkham style combat actually fits the character of Spider-Man more because it, he's so fluid and acrobatic 100%. and so it just works so well. The customization of the suits was so cool. Yuri Lowenthal's uh, performance as Peter Parker and as Spider-Man was perfect. Agreed. Man, I love that guy. And the feeling too, I and I think, and I totally agree with the combat. It feels like this is exactly what it should be. Yeah. And then also the swinging through the city. Oh, is it's just, so good. Oh, the, do you remember turning it on and the first time you swinging, like? Because it does that amazing smooth transition from cinematic into you're starting to play the game. And it's so seamless that it feels like oh. you're just, you're in the game. You really feel like Spider-Man. I'm quoting Dunky you now. Um, <laughs> I love Dunky. I will say I, uh, and maybe I'll lose some friends here. I brought it up on another podcast, but I, I've never really been a big comic person and I, I that's fine. haven't really been as big into Spider-Man, but Miles Morales is the first Spider-Man game I've ever played. Really? And it is incredible. And I feel so bad for sleeping on it and, you know, <laughs> getting that, again, that first feeling. I I've, I haven't had the, the feeling of swinging through cities as Spidey-Man. I haven't had that yet. So being able to have that with Miles Morales, it's unreal. Like, it's so, it is fluid. It's fluid and I just get to swing around and look in people's apartments and hang out. It's fun. <laughs> 
I remember playing the first Spider-Man. Well, I don't know if it's the first Spider-Man game, but the one, it was the adaption from the 2002 Sam Raimi movie. And so it has that intro where you see like the spider bite his hand <laughs> and it's like super high def. And that intro used to scare me. And then I remember there's like, there, they had a thing because I guess the the tech wasn't there to be able to render out the full city. So they had a storyline where throughout New York City, there was a gas you know, all around yeah. the bottom yeah. of the city that if you went too far down, you would die. And so you had to like stay up top with just like these square skyscraper rooftops. Um, and yeah, I used to like be terrified to like face the villains like shooting at me. And I would like, I would swing there and then I would get into trouble and I'd like throw the controller at my sister. I'd be like, no, you do it. <laughs> you, got, you got it. <laughs> you do the hard parts. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that kind of brings me to my, like my favorite game. That I would probably say of all time, the game that I have like the most emotional connection to, and I'm gonna grab something that I have on the wall, and I'm oh, gonna yeah. see. Yeah, do it. Absolutely. Ah, there it do is. Do you know what this oh. is? He's a Final Fantasy guy, isn't he? Or not Final Fantasy? Keyblade from Kingdom Hearts. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh my God, he's got two life-size Keyblades. Yup. Keyblade. And for people who have never heard of Kingdom Hearts, explain the overarching principle, which is very cool, I will say. So Kingdom Hearts is an action role-playing game developed and released by Square Enix, who is like well-known for so many other titles, like you know uh, the Final Fantasy series, of course. You've got Dragon Quest, the Just Cause games, Chrono Trigger, yeah, they're amazing. Uh, Near Automata, uh, the newest uh, Avengers game that just came out is Square Enix. It's basically this action role-playing series and that kind of blends elements of Final Fantasy and Disney. So they have a Disney license where um, you basically play as this, you know, young anime boy named Sora who gets thrust into this, you know, battle of light versus dark to protect all these worlds. And you can travel abroad to different worlds, uh, which end up being different Disneyland's yeah. and then you get uh Donald and Goofy as your party members where Donald is like a mage he's a magician that can cast different spells to combat and Goofy is a knight who has a shield and so you go around to these different Disney worlds such as uh I'm replaying the first game right now and the first world that you go to is Alice in Wonderland um where you Very like cool. get to like Alice is uh, in prison from the Red Queen. And so you kind of have to like find evidence of Alice's innocence. And then she kind of goes disappearing. And then the next world that you go to is you go to uh, Tarzan's world. And you get to see like Tarzan and the Gorilla Turk and Jane. And you have to help them fight Clayton, who's the evil hunter. And But then you also go to like Traverse Town, which is where like you meet up with Leon and Yuffie and Sid and Aerith from Final Fantasy. And it's just it's so cool. And um, it also has an amazing soundtrack with an amazing title song by Yutada Hikaru, who does this just just incredible song, especially for the Kingdom Hearts 2 opening where she does the song Sanctuary, which is just iconic. And uh, Simple and Clean is the opening for the, the first game. And uh, there's just this amazing soundtrack with a song called Dearly Beloved. And I think Kingdom Hearts was also the inspiration for Skrillex's DJ name. Uh, what? Really? Yeah. So in Kingdom Hearts, there's this group called Organization 13, which is a group of nobodies. Um, and basically, they all of their names are an anagram of their original human names, but with an X in them. Aww. So like there's a character named Ansem. So his nobody, you just rearrange the letters of Ansem and you add a, an X and his name becomes Zemnis. So apparently uh, Skrillex uh, put the word killers into an anagram maker with an X for organization 13 and came up with Skrillex. I had no idea. My name is Aaron. So I would be like, I could be like Norax. That's pretty cool. Dude, mine sucks. What have I got? Adj... Agnos X. <laughs> I'm pulling up an organization 13 name generator. There right we, now. Oh, there we go. Let's do it. Aaron, I'm putting your, it gave you Zarona. Zarona oh. is better than Norax. X. But that's kind of like Corona. So I don't know about that. Well, you know what? It would be a good, it's a good integration with the beer. I could get sponsored. Oh man, I need a good one. I need a good rebrand. Goodbye, OMG. It's Firefox. Hello. This is the best one that I found so far. I think it's Anxage. Anxage? 
Which is also like the first couple letters of anxious. So yeah, it kind of works. There we go. Okay. All right. There we go. I, I can roll with it. Anxious. <laughs> and Devin, what's yours? Oh, man. I don't you gotta know. You got to do Wait. you, man. You gotta I have you. to. Oh, none of these are very good. Well, you can do oh. Druid like, too. Druid's cool. Druid is an awesome name. People always ask me if it's a real last name or if it's a stage name. It does sound like a stage name. It is not a stage name though. It's my legal name. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. You could just you could also just go Druid X. It, yeah, Druid isn't working. <laughs> 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 I'm getting D X I U R D. Dixiered. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh wait, I just got one. Ridux. That's kind of cool. That's good. Ridux. I'm into like that. that. R I D D U X. Oh, dude, that's the best one. Riddix is amazing. That one, see, I don't know. Zerona's pretty cool, though. Zerona's cool. definitely the best. If Corona yeah. didn't come along, I feel like right. it would be perfect. You could have had a full rebrand. I love it. Do you have any experience with Kingdom Hearts? I never have, and I don't get it. I don't understand why people like it, but I'm also not a Disney guy. I'm yeah. not a, I, I like Final Fantasy, but the Disney yeah. part. Were you a Disney fan going in? Um, what what drew you to Kingdom Hearts initially? It's so funny. I was literally in like the third grade and I had some classmates that were big into it. And I liked these guys and I wanted to have something in common with them. And I liked video games. And so I went to the store and I picked up Kingdom Hearts 2 and I started playing it. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I didn't know that I, it was going to have these Disney elements. I didn't know anything about the game when I bought it. I just took a chance. But I think looking back, like I wasn't like a huge Disney fan. Like I obviously grew up with Disney and I thought it was cool, but like my favorite Disney movie when I was growing up was like Treasure Planet. You know, I, I really liked like the underrated ones, you know. Yeah, hidden gems. But there's something about the game that just blends these elements so well and it just has this beautiful story of just friendship and like kindness and empathy that Aww. I think is just done that. in a way that like it scratches a nostalgia itch. It has very simple, very easy combat, but like... I'm the sort of like ADHD brain where I love games where things are making sense. Like I'm pressing a button and as I press the button, the character does a thing. Hmm. Like I don't really like turn-based combat. I don't really like top-down, you know, like board game mm-hmm. style 100%, 100%. Games. So, it's way less immersive. Yeah, so I like being able to, you know, press X and my character attacks and press square and my character does like a dodge roll or, or something like that. And so I think this just like scratched all these itches and, and was so cool. And I guess this is probably maybe one of my introductions into like my anime phase growing up. And yeah. so it kind of like does a great job of bringing all those things together. And um, there's something really special about it, honestly. I think, you know, if it's not your kind of game, you're not really going to see it. But I feel like if you invest the time and it's not like, you know, we could go back and forth all day if, if it's like a well-developed game or if it is a storyline that is written well enough to make sense. <laughs> but there's there's no denying that there is something like very special about it that it, it has this crazy fan base that it has. I mean, this, this game series, like Kingdom Hearts 2 was the third game to be released and it's the fifth game sequentially in the storyline to the point where they have like... Whoa. Like how many games have they released now over how many consoles now? I mean, there there are so it's many. Insane. Like there there has been the original Kingdom Hearts one and two released on the PS2. They had a game that released on the Game Boy. They had a game come out on just the PSP. They like and their newest title, the newest Kingdom Hearts title, just released like and it's a rhythm game called oh Kingdom God. Hearts Melody Wait, of Memories. What? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memories. It's a rhythm game in which you play as Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and you're basically running down like a musical staff. You have to hit buttons in time with the music, and you're playing with like classic Kingdom Hearts tracks, you know? Incredible. Oh my God. They're, they're pushing genre boundaries. Yeah. And I love that. There's everything. And, you know, the, it's, you know, in between, you have this character, Kyrie, who kind of narrates the history of the Kingdom Hearts storyline going forward and it's crazy. I have I have like Kingdom Hearts mangas that they've made. It's um, you know, long span game series that that has gone through everything. They have prequels, they have like in between quels. They have you <laughs> in know. between <laughs> I yeah. want that to be a thing. In between quels would be great. It is now. 
It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the music is amazing. The music is fantastic. And and going back to Skrillex, the reason I brought that up is because Kingdom Hearts 3, which you finally came out like two, three years ago. I was waiting for this game for like, I don't know, 12 years. But the the opening, the intro track is uh, Yutari Hikaru comes back and made another song, but with Skrillex. Skrillex oh! got to like make and produce this track with her. Very and it's called cool. Face My Fears and it's so sick. It's a great track. That's awesome. I love that, man. Yeah. And I bet that was cool for Skrillex, too. I mean, talk about I'm full sure. circle. Yeah, full circle. I mean, just like, now he can just quit music. He's done it. That's he's it. climbed the peak. Exactly. He's done, he's done the whole thing. Well, you know, we like to end every podcast with uh, our guests' favorite game and their least favorite game, the best game and the worst game. We yeah. know your best. Mm-hmm. We know your favorite. Yeah. Well, Kingdom Hearts 2, if, Final specifically. Mix. There, there we, we go. go. Yeah, Final Mix. But what would be... Do you have a least favorite game or a game that you're just like, ugh? I don't know that I have a least favorite game. I mean, I'm sure I do if I were to rank up every game I've ever played and be like, <laughs> I liked playing this one the least. I think there was like, there is an old um, Prince of Persia game that I didn't really like playing. And I got that game after I saw the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and I thought he was really cool and pretty attractive too. So I was like, I should get the game with him. And then I just wasn't super into it. But I was also pretty young, so I was maybe just like not patient enough for it. It's fair. That's fair. I don't know. That game is so, I've thrown controllers with that game. (laughs) Really? I don't want to like offend any Prince of Persia fans though. No. Maybe I didn't give it a chance. I love the idea of Prince of Persia and and I will say the game is very fun, but I just don't think I personally am good enough at it. Yeah, I just remember trying to like climb ledges and it just not doing what I'm telling it to do. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) like I know that's a very common like you know, throw, it's the game's fault. It's not mine. It's the game's fault. <laughs> yep. But in this instance, that. I was like, I'm doing the same thing over and over again, and it works half the time. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I don't really understand what it wants me to do. So is it like Dark Souls frustration, but parkour, pretty much? <laughs> kind of, but not parkour in the sense of like something like Mirror's Edge, which is like really cool, fluid parkour. <laughs> like a little jagged. It was like, I guess, kind of, if you wanted to like compare it to something, kind of like a early precursor to like what would later become like something that you would consider kind of Assassin's Creed-y. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe kind of in that vein, or maybe I'm misremembering it entirely. Who knows? But you can't jump on ledges at least 50% of the time. I, I couldn't, at least. Maybe I'm just <laughs> an idiot, though. No, me too. Then then I'm also an idiot, because I, I had the same thing. But I will say, to put a positive spin on it, Prince of Persia is ripe for a reboot in an Assassin's Creed Mirror's Edge sort of way, don't you think? Like that. Would yeah, be- that would be sick. Like the way that they redid like Tomb Raider too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It could work out pretty well. I, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a cool concept. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing. And yeah. even if he has no involvement with a reboot, I feel like just him involvement with the name Prince of Persia like brings enough people to be like, oh yeah, I remember that. That's all you need. Let's have him look. Let's get those good looks on in the game, you know? So we could we just actually... get his his character his Mysterio from Spider-Man Far From Home, who's Damn already man. done all the mocap stuff in the yeah, mocap exactly. suit from the go. movie. He's got great hair, you know, and it's just like fantastic hair. I would love to stare at Jake Gyllenhaal for a hundred hours. Great beard. Amazing beard. Very full. Nice so clean lines. Luscious. Such a full, luscious, clean lined beard. I it, it's it's not like stringy either. It's not like no. a straggly, like scratchy looking beard. Like it looks soft and like yeah, voluptuous. Yeah, it is you can go to sleep on that beard. Yeah. Yeah. I want to curl up like a cat on his beard. I love how this just turned into a beard appreciation minute. I'm trying to think of the best video game beard. Would it be God of uh. War? That's pretty good. It's that a little straggly, sick. though. It's a little scraggly, yeah. I mean, playing through The Last of Us, Joel's got a nice uh, situation. Joel has a great beard. Great beard. He's a good beard. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he has, like, some zombie guts in his beard. <laughs> yeah, that beard probably smells kind of Ugh. gross, though. Yeah, smell-wise, not so hot, but, like, yeah. shape and lusciousness. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Does Sully have a beard in Uncharted? Mm, that's a good question. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> One of our producers is saying... Uh, yes, a mustache. Confirmed. Okay. Oh, <laughs> confirmed. Sully has a. But mustache. that's a mustache. It's but a that's mustache. different. Yeah. Is different. it a good one though? Is it a good mustache? Is it a good stash? I don't yeah, know. We need we a are, ruling. Our producer okay. says yes. He it's says a it's good a good stash. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. There we go. It's Team there Coco producer, producer approved. Uh, approved. <laughs> and they're and they're still writing in the chat. Very full. <laughs> wow. 
They're very into Sully's. Wow. Our producer loves Sully's <laughs> facial hair. Yeah, there's a lot of appreciation for Sully's yeah. stash. That's impressive. So so well, Devin Druid, we are out of time, but this was such a hey, treat. No oh my goodness. Everyone out there, please follow Devin on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Devin Druid, or should I say Riddix? That's hey. right. There it is. <laughs> the rebrand is in The rebrand. Points. That's right. So from Zerona, Anxage, and Riddix. <laughs> what a crew. What a crew. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Well, thank you so much to Devin for stopping by. Wow. Devin Druid, all star. Uh, be sure to follow Devin on Twitter and Instagram at Devin Druid. And we'll be right back a very special guest so stay right there love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places well working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile we have America's largest 5G network so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop we have the 5G speed you need Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Here at Good Game Nice Try, we are here for you, the fans. And, uh, of course, we are here to give you game reviews, game recommendations, and anything else video game related you might need. So tweet at us with the hashtag GGNT. And of course, if we read your suggestion or question on the air, you get something free. And uh, Sport Chef N uh, asked us for a game recommendation. And they said recommendations for couch co-op games. And so uh, Sonia and I thought we'd put our heads together and bring in somebody special for today's game recommendation. Who do we got, Sonia? Well, we've got a fantastic guest who I think is probably the perfect person to ask a question like this. So I want to hear what he has to say. Let's hear it. Austin Creed. Ecstatic to be here. It was so much fun last time. So, And I'm just excited to see you guys' smiling faces. I miss the both of you. Oh, He's ecstatic and he is lotioned up. I am. Yeah. He's very moist. ready to. Smooth. He's very-, <laughs> very moist right now. Ooh, ooh, la, la. And wearing a Golden Girls t-shirt, so I'm yes. moist. There we go. Uh, Austin, you are a member of a team, mm-hmm. You're the, the New Day. Yes. Uh, one of our fans today wanted a game recommendation for a good couch co-op game, and we thought you would be the man to come to. Mm. A good better to couch. Ask. That's mm. right, exactly. Aaron, what is couch co-op? Couch co-op is, you know, everybody knows single player games, right? Couch co-op is you get to play with someone else, but in a local environment. So you're right there with them versus playing online with somebody. And so I miss couch co-op. I just miss co-op, frankly. I <laughs> miss you everything. guys. Co-op everything. Yeah. Can we do some some co-op drinks at the bar? Yeah. <laughs> now, what makes a good couch co-op game? Well, I, I appreciate you guys having me on for this specifically, considering I am the couch king. Uh, you know, <laughs> the king of couches. Couch co-op yes. <laughs> game. I'm untouchable. Once I go out yeah. into the universe, get on the hook up the internet, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I get smashed. <laughs> Uh, I feel like the things that go into a good couch co-op game are games that you can play quickly. So something that like a yes. child can play and just mash buttons and still like enjoy themselves and not necessarily become like world champion like that, but right. they can have fun with like with a, mm. with another older kid or with an adult, something that you can play easily, but then something that if you spend time on it, you can master. So let's say uh, things, for instance, like uh, like all of the wrestling games in the N64 era. Well, well, most of them, most of them. Because, like, you can mash the buttons. It's easy to run. It's easy to punch and grab and throw and do all the crazy stuff. Um, right. But but now, games now are like, okay, you have to have, like, a college degree, and then you have to be in the middle of your master's <laughs> program. And it's like, dude, how do I how do I play this with a 12-year-old just, like, to pick right. it up and play? Yes, like, defend your thesis on the Nintendo 64 was such a hard game. That was, you just had to, you had to have so many, so many book smarts. 
book smarts. It's that. And when you go Sonny, up against Phoenix Wright as the last boss, it's just, it's just yeah. a mess. Sonia, what do you think makes a good couch co-op game? I definitely agree that having like a good low bar of entry, but then a high skill cap where you can kind of work your way up. But I think the real element when you get down to it, I want to be able to create friends, but I also want to bring out some enemies. Mm-hmm. Along the way, you know, something like Mario Party. Mario Party 3. It really in Mario Kart and anything like that. I feel like, you know, you have your friends and you want to play fun games with them, but you do. You do hate them a little bit. <laughs> it does. It does come out yes. a little bit. Um, so I think having something that that really like stokes that fire really brings out that element. I think if it's not going to break a friendship, it's not a good couch co-op game. That's That's how it works. Because it's it's games like like Overcooked is a really good one. Because Mm -hmm. again, you start off on those first couple of stages and they teach you like, oh, you can throw them food or you can walk around and put it, you can saute it. And then like, to your to your point, like once you're deep into it, in those last stages, when it's like, okay, you got to be cutting, dicing, sauteing, cooking in the pot, and then your partner, if they're not getting the food ready, you're, the whole thing is screwed. Now you got like you get two stars instead of three. And now, as soon as I can see that you're not cutting up the tomatoes, I'm losing <laughs> my mind because we've been playing for hours. You know, you did the same tutorial I did. Why aren't you mm-hmm. cutting those tomatoes? You know, we've done this stage three times. And we're going back to get three stars, and you keep messing up. Let's just cut the damn tomatoes. It's true. I That's will it. say there is and that is a heavy that is a very heavy heavy mood mm-hmm. when you know your partner failed and mm-hmm. they know they failed mm-hmm. at a simple thing that you both saw coming <laughs> yeah. and it's ju- that's a heavy mood and you know it especially when you're such an important like each of you are a cog in this big machine and if one of those cogs are getting jammed and you're that cog that's on you. But even when, not when it's you and you know it's coming, because you know before Ugh. your partner does, but you know it's coming. And then when they pop off, like you already feel bad. But since they popped off on you, now you get defensive and pop back <laughs> off at them. When you are the one in the wrong, but you just, you it's can't true. be talked to like that. You're a grown yeah, man. No, you can't, you can't look at yourself in the mirror, go say hello and kiss your kids goodnight after you were spoken to like a piece of trash <laughs> or playing Overcooked. Now I'm at, now we're fist fighting. And now, now the cops are here. Now it's a whole slew of problems. I'm losing custody. That's a whole thing. I'm lost, my wife has left me. I got to live in, live in a studio apartment. That's what. If only you cut the tomatoes. Exactly. If you just cut the exactly. tomatoes. And that's what couch co-op is. It's me thinking, man, if I would have cut those tomatoes, my wife wouldn't have left me. <laughs> that's that's what couch co-op is. <laughs> this escalated quickly. That's what it all I'm comes back to. I mean, I agree. I And so as a recommendation for a couch co-op game, does it get any better than Overcooked, Overcooked 2? Really yeah, good. quick and like easily accessible because everybody's like, you know, especially with quarantine, everybody, if you didn't have a laptop, you got one now. And, uh, so you can get on Steam yeah. and get Overcooked. But I, like if we, if we go like overall, for me, it's still Mario Kart Ooh. Double Dash. Oh, that's, that, yeah. That still works as co-op and people are like, no, you're racing against each other. No, in Double Dash, you can race in the same cart. And that changes the whole game because now rather than you didn't cut the tomatoes, it's you couldn't just lean so we could get the boost and win. <laughs> all you had to do, all you had to do was lean. You just lean to the left. That's it. God, what what a good game. What a good way to get mad at your friends. I'm watching all of the emotions that you're processing on your face, just reliving presumably your last yes. Double Dash game. Yes. <laughs> yeah, racing games don't get a fair shake when it comes to couch co-op. And it's funny because like couch co-op, I think the past five years, I think has really disappeared and it's just kind of on its way back. Mm-hmm. Everyone had such a honestly had such a boner for online multiplayer games. You know, you had your Battlefront, your, you know, with Star Wars, you had all these other, you have the whole Fortnite, the Battle Royale situation. And so, you know, not a lot of work was put into couch co-op games, but racing games have been there for us the entire time. Same. They never went away. Just, they never just went away. Just killing it. Just killing it. You know? I, I used to try to tell myself that I wasn't into racing games. And then every, every single year, as soon as Ridge Racer would drop, I'd buy it. And I was yeah. like, I, I'll play this game over a course of, of years and just keep playing them and then Mario Kart and then Sonic Team Racing. And it's like, what, I I think I really love racing games. When I sit down and I can play OutRun for like six hours, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes. I guess I like racing games. But to your couch co-op point, I do like that it's coming back with yes. a lot of like like indie titles, I feel. I um, mm. But I feel like the biggest, for me at least, the biggest couch co-op experience that I've had recently is playing A Way Out. Oh, the one where you are a team of prisoners. Yes. 
trying to, it's a split screen. That's so yeah. fun. You're trying to escape, but you have to work together at the same time. It's, that is a great, that's a so fun dope. game. And it's a really good that's story. And it's it really yep. taps into all of the emotions that the three of us have been talking about, what you feel in Couch Clubs, because you know you might have to be moving the laundry while your friend is distracting the guard so that you can like get a wrench to do something. So it's it's pretty cool like that. But even in between those like bigger stages, quote unquote, you'll walk by like a dartboard. And it's like, oh, we can just play darts. And there's no achievement. There's no extra oh, points. There's nothing. Whoa. But it's literally just every, when I played it, I played it with like one of my best friends and we played it for the first time. We're like, oh, cool. That's cool. But like either he or he won or I won, whatever. And they, uh, the loser was like, let's play again. And then we would sit <laughs> and we played. We got to escape here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah we played darts for like 30 minutes in, in a, again, a meaningless game. But the relationship between you and your friend on the couch, like, Aww. It's awesome. And and it's cool because you can play it online and still have that same couch co-op experience because like Whoa. obviously like, like the in-party chat and stuff and working together, but only one person has to buy the game too. Whoa, oh, that's nice. You can both play Very it. Accessible. So, like, so in my head, talking about couch co-op, like that was like created to have this experience because there's that one person. Yeah, you play games with a bunch of people, but there's that one person who you know you play games with like that you'll just turn up with over anything. Like at yes. one point you're doing arm wrestling and you, all you gotta do is tap the button. <laughs> And he's sitting next to me and I'm like, I'm not gonna lose to him. And it, <laughs> and it doesn't matter to anyone. It doesn't matter, right. to, uh, which we're not worth anything except my pride. And my pride is extremely important <laughs> to me. Right. And that's the meaning of couch co-op is <laughs> keeping your pride. It's pride. That's what it comes that's back to. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, so there you have it, a way out. Uh, and of course, racing games are also great couch co-op games. Thank you, Austin. And thank you to Sports Chef N. That, uh, thank you for your question. If you want a game review, recommendation, or anything else, tweet at us with the hashtag GGNT. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening to another Good Game Nice Try. Please send in your requests on Twitter using hashtag GGNT. And if you're not subscribed already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And then rate and review us because that's what the algorithm says to do. So give us a good rate and review. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys all next week. Good Game Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solotaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton, with engineering and sound design by Hannes Brown. has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.